Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. folks. Hi, and welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub. And across the way back machine from me is my partner in crime and faithful acolyte, Stratosphere. Hi, kids. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we do have the tens of fans out there that uh, are out there jonesing. I've had at least two people, uh, Joe Iden and Somebody else whose name escapes me who have actually complained. Dude, when are you guys going to start recording again? Yeah. I, so, I, this is for you guys. I've caught that a you. couple of times. Uh, we do have a guest kind of floating in and out of the studio right now. Longtime listeners may remember uh, Milo the Podcasting Puppy. Well, yeah, we're we're dog-sitting Milo. and well, Right now, Milo's got a bone to pick. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I think it's a doorstop. Uh, and then, of course, you know... Sir Barrington. Mm-hmm. Sir Barrington is wandering around looking. I love my dog, but he's not smart. And mm. I'm okay with that. Anyway, uh, real quick before we do get into everything, uh, just kind of an update why this has taken so long. I don't know if I even mentioned this in any of the other podcasts, but my current job, what I do is uh, I oversee a number of crews that clean movie theaters. And movie theaters can't be cleaned during the day. They have to be cleaned overnight. So I do a lot of running back and forth here, there, and everywhere. And um, it's just really hard to try to schedule time to sit down and do this. You know, I, let's face it. I mean, three weeks ago, I was in Alabama. Yeehaw. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, part of the... Part you get any of the, flags while you're down there? 
<laughs> no, but there was an awful lot of discussion about that whole thing. That's that's for another show. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just just to give you an idea, I was in an area of Dayton, Ohio, a few weeks ago. Again, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and I th- I thought, wow, you know what would really be cool? Since I'm here, I'd kind of like to go over by Wright Patterson and go to the Air Force Museum. Oh, sure, okay. You know, but you know, you get off at six o'clock in the morning, have a little breakfast get some sleep by the time you get up it's late afternoon places close at five so you know you really right. not a lot you can do the one exception i did make and this was ooh, i can't remember if it was december or january it was in alexandria virginia okay and i figure you know i'm close to all of this culture and stuff absolutely so you know there's all these smithsonians i'd really like to go to air and space but then i thought to myself well I don't necessarily want to actually go into D.C. to do this because, you know, parking and I don't know the trains to get in there. Yeah, D.C. is complicated. Yeah, so so I found that they have like an annex that's, uh, I want to say it's about a half an hour from where I was. And it's a little bit west. And I was able to see uh, Discovery and an SR-71 and a couple other really cool things. That's nice. So, yeah, it's free to get in. Fifteen bucks to park, but ah, free to see get what they in. do. Yeah, but anywho, the first taste is always free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, folks. Uh, our contact information is geeksexplainedall at gmail dot com or feedback at geeksexplainedall.com. You thought you were going to sandbag me on that with with all the time off. <laughs> Which podcast are we working on right now? Uh, I screwed it up, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, and I'm going to leave it in there. <laughs> it's secret, secret layer podcast at gmail.com. That's okay. Even, even if I was doing the right one, I probably still would have gotten it wrong. Oh, I just love it. So. Yeah, that was cross promotion. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, just funny, funny story. Meant to do that. Funny story from last night. Um, I was down in the Columbus, Ohio area. Actually, it was in Lancaster. It's a little bit. I know exactly where yeah. Lancaster is. Yeah, there's a giant eagle down there. I passed it where I'm going. Where I, I was going. I've delivered to that giant eagle. <laughs> but um, you know, my middle of the night. Um, I, I have one crew in Worcester, Ohio, and the the man, the crew supervisor there. You know, anytime she calls me for whatever, it's always we have a little bit of a problem here, or she just wants to bitch and moan, and I'm like. So, so last time I talked... You, you keep using that word. <laughs> Which one, bitch or moan? We. Well, we. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. When, when she says, we have a problem. Oh, like, right, right. Oh, I have a problem. Well, I, I, have another, I have another story about that one, too. And yes, I'm going to tangent the hell out of it. Okay. I, I'm working just, on like... Just to keep you updated, though, we originally promised a double feature. I think we're only going to do one movie, because that's probably all we're going to have time with after all the tangenting. Okay. Tangenting, is that so, a word? It is now. Uh, okay. Tangentia. Anyway. Tangentia. I like that. Does it sound official? Yeah. And just for the record, folks, I am currently working on about um, six hours sleep over the last two days. Mm, I got about eight and a half. Well, you got me beat. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But anyway, to finish my thing, she she always says, we have a problem. To which I said, you know, just once I'd like you to call me. And just say, hey, how are you doing? Everything's going great. <laughs> okay, I have so, a tangent story to, to so, attach so that. So last night, l- last night, I get a text message from her. Hiya, Ro- Hi, Hiya, D-Dub. How's it going? 
I almost slipped there and gave away my secret identity. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so I said, oh, it's going okay. You know, I'm down here and I have to be done by a certain time because I have to be back back in town because, you know, we're recording uh, Geeks in the Drive-In. Mm-hmm. And I get a question mark and it's like, Geeks? So I said, well, you know, I do a, I do a podcast. Right. And, you know, I said, well, what's the address? And I gave her the I gave her the address, you know, geeksexplainitall.blogspot.com. And ah, as well, I see what you did there. And as well as, you know, secret her secret layer drive in dot com. But um you know, and then I waited a couple of things that admitted you're curious now. And I, I I could I could almost hear the resignation in her voice as she was texting and like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the That's awesome. anyway the we have a problem thing. When I was doing building maintenance, which is what I did before I got into my current glamorous jet setting career, um, profession. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would come home and you know my mother in law was living with us for a little while. I remember that. And I would come home, you know, I'd be dragging my rear end because it it was just a rough day. Come in, put my thermos on the table. You know, I have 32-ounce thermos mm-hmm. that I fill up at least twice a day for coffee just to keep me going sometimes. But I'd put the thermos on there, you know, pet the dog, and she would walk into the kitchen, one elbow on the counter, kind of cross her arm and say, we have a problem. <laughs> and usually it was something like some pipe was leaking that has never leaked before. But And finally I said, no, we don't have a problem. I have an issue I need to to take care of. That's about it. Anyway, now you had a story, but I bet you can't remember what it was. Oh, I can remember exactly oh, what it ahead. was because yours remind. I have the same problem uh, as longtime listeners will remember. I uh, drive a truck uh, for a local grocery chain here in Cleveland. Which, for those astute listeners that were listening, are really paying attention. You can figure it out. Yes, but um, normally. Uh, we have what's called a bid. You're on the same start time and the same days off um, every day. Well, I've been there long enough. Uh, the My situation has changed. Now, basically, um, I'm on what's called Monday through Friday extra board. So I do definitely get weekends off, but I find out every day what time I'm starting the next day. And they, the, the guy that does it is um, this guy Ray and he's a nice man he's not very communicative at all <laughs> and um, when other people are making the schedule they'll call me up and say hi how you doing how you doing today okay well we need to you know we need to get a start time for you tomorrow here's what's available and they'll just they'll have a nice pleasant conversation with me I pick what start time I want and we everybody moves on with their day when Ray calls up, I literally pick up my phone. I say, hello? What do you want, AMs or BMs? <laughs> Hi, Ray. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> what do you want, AMs or PMs? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, got, I got it. You, you know, so, so it's like, and the subtlety of the sarcasm is just completely over his head. Like I said, he's a nice man, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, and he's... Uh, 
like I said, not communicative like at all. And I've I've had literally everybody in the office and all the drivers complain, and we're they're all just like Ray is the way he is. He's he's literally about the only person in management though that everybody is a hundred percent sure would never stab them in the back because he's just not capable of it. Okay, I got I, that reminded me of another story. <laughs> we may actually get to the movie. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath, folks. <laughs> This is just catch up. Yeah, we just ha- um, just coffee, my, just talk. No big my, whoop. My, my son was in scouts for a while. Okay, and his uh, his scout master, his name was Bruce Templeman. Okay, or, or Templeman or Templeton or whatever. And you know, I I I, I recognize the number when he'd call. So I would answer. I'd answer the phone. And say, "Hi, Bruce. How are you doing?" And he would always start the conversation the same way. Oh yeah, this is Bruce Templeman. <laughs> nice. You know, it always reminded me of uh this is Carlton your doorman. doorman. That's like what I was thinking. Oh god. God, uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. That's funny. Oh wow. <laughs> well, I, I I had called I had called one of my crew members. I don't remember which one it was, and it's really not important to the story. But or no, they called me, and I answered and said, "Hi, so and so, what's going on?" They say, "How do you always know it's me?" <laughs> I have I have my vast network of spies. <laughs> I'd say I recognize. By the you. way, you have you have a bit of mustard on your cheek. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd say that to them. Oh, okay. To, to mess with them. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, but I'm I'm half afraid that if I said that, they say, "I can't. I'm allergic to mustard." God, yeah, it sounds like a cross between Carlton, your doorman, and Hank Hill. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, I have this I have this friend. His name's Dave. I call him Chakra Dave. This is this call him what? Chakra Dave. It's a I don't know why he called him that. Uh he actually has written a book. It's like um Oh God. I can't remember the exact title, and if I find it, I will uh I'll post it somewhere. But um, he did, at a convention one year, he did this version. You remember um, the song Stroken by, I believe it's Clarence Carter? I'll be stroking. Ding, ding. Oh, okay, okay, sure. He did that in Hank Hill's voice. <laughs> and I, awesome. I was laughing so hard, I couldn't breathe. Oh God! Just thinking about it, I'm, I'm it laughing. Even stroking in my whole piggy. Oh And my. you know what's funny about funny about Hank Hill? Um, look, I I think it's packed away right now. I haven't taken out the Hank Hill action figure or in action figure. I was going to say in action would be in more action. action, but just the way he was drawn, you know, with the with the t shirt and the and the jeans, jeans and the yeah. and the never wearing sneakers. Always reminding me of my father, you know the high hair. And, I can see that. Yeah. If if Hank would have aged <clears throat> normally and had had gray hair, but yeah, your dad wore the same kind of glasses. Yeah. Same I would, pot, I'll, same pot belly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I'll back you a hundred percent on that. I've I've known your dad since since I was twelve. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I recently I. I, I I went uh, last weekend to my family reunion on my okay. on third time's the charm. I'm sorry. 
oh my god you know I, I could practically hear the banjos i'm just i'm just kidding it was actually very nice i really yeah I saw a couple of relatives I hadn't seen for a while. They okay. All, they all shamed me because they've been having them for 20 years and this first one ever showed up at. I was going to say, you've never spoken of them before, I, right? And I I've never had any overwhelming desire. thing was when my when my father passed away yeah. and all these relatives that were there. Oh, okay. You know, they like waved the shaming stick at me. I'm like, okay, I'll do it this one time. But it turned out to be better than you thought. You know what? They did a bunch of stuff that I had no interest in doing, so I just kind of, you know, talked to yeah, talked to some people here and there, and it was okay. For me, for I me, was exhausted. But for me, the only family reunions we get anymore are uh, uh, funerals. Not, not to hit a sore subject, because I know your your dad just passed uh, not yeah. too long ago. But uh, that's why it was nice uh, last year when my daughter graduated because it was a chance to get all the friends and family together for a happy occasion. And uh, you were there. I mean, everybody yeah. had. A gr- I mean, I everybody had a great time. Everybody got along because I know you know in laws and certain aspects of friends and family. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's friction. Everybody just had a smashing good time, and I, I was just beyond happy i was exhausted because my wife was just recovering from pneumonia that i've no that's you, right i remember she would yeah uh, if you'll notice she sat most of it i was the one that mm-hmm. was working the and you know my daughter had the center table and i was the one that kept flitting around the room trying to have conversations with everybody make them feel like they were included but we had so many people um calling us and emailing us and saying oh my god that was just such a great time so yeah we certainly had that's good and speaking of that um Come Sunday, I, I want to get your opinion on the top secret barbecue rub. Okay. The secret lair barbecue rub. <laughs> yeah. Pat I, Pending. I, <laughs> Professor Pat Pending. <laughs> the, what was it called? The converter car? The converter car, yeah. <laughs> There's the buzz wagon. <laughs> the Arkansas Chugabug. We're, bo- we're both too punchy to be doing this right now. What was that thing? Uh, blubber bear? Yeah. Yeah, blubber bear. <laughs> Look out, it's the hair bear bunch. Okay, that that's And the hurricane hippo holler. Oh, okay, uh, no, we're not, we're not okay. even going there. I know, I'm just... We'll like never you said, recover. Like you said, just, just getting punchy. Okay. Well, thank you for indulging us, folks. Uh, looks like that's all the time we have. <laughs> just kidding. So what is our cinematic masterpiece? Well, it's from our good friends at the Asylum. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I get excited every time I see the Asylum presents. I do. I do. I, I saw Atlantic Rim with the Cuyahoga Kaiju Club, and I had never even heard of it. And uh, we kind of, it, it was a private screening. The the guy that, uh, uh, Don Theobald, that, that is the president, mm-hmm. has basically a screening room in his living room. He's got like... Uh, an, an array of of like lounge chairs, okay, and big like a seventy two inch screen, and we watched that thing in Mystery Science Theater the hell out of that, and oh my god, it was awesome. Well, you know, I actually sat and it was on one of the services. Oh, okay, and I actually sat and watched it. Watched it. Oh, so you did see it? I did see it. What'd you think? You know what? It, it's it's kind of like Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Okay. 
you have you take it for what it is and just enjoy it. That that I like I said I'd never heard it for, before, and for the first ten minutes or so, I'm like, oh my god, this thing really isn't very good. But once you, I, I, but I think the thing with Asylum, and we'll we'll see when we're talking about this, is that they pretty much know they're they're mm-hmm. sort of a low budget production company with big budget aspirations, and so they they try and just kind of not always. I mean, they did do Transmorphers, remember. Yeah, but the their heart was in the right place, and you know, I, I think they. I, I feel the people at the asylum have um, a lot of warmth towards this genre. I think they they know. Hey, you know what? You don't have to have. You don't have to spend three billion dollars to to make a fun little movie. To make a fun little movie, it, it, they don't take themselves seriously. They take themselves just seriously enough. You know, okay. it, it, it's not it, – it's cheap in a fun way. You know, it, it's what, what the late Frank Zappa once referred to as cheapness, spelled C-H-E-E-P-N-I-S. <laughs> I could buy that. Anyway. So what is the film from The Asylum that we're going to be discussing here? It's the 2013 uh, classic – yeah, okay, I'll say it without air quotes uh, – Sharknado. And, you know, this is actually very relevant – why is that? Because do you know what comes out on uh, the 22nd, I want to say? Uh, is it Sharknado 3? Sharknado 3. Oh, oh hell, hell no. no. <laughs> and I I'll did see what, that, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. And you know what? I am I am unbelievably stoked for that movie. I will probably end up watching it by myself, but I'm, I'm so pumped for that movie. But anyway. Anyway. Sharknado. Um... I don't know if we really have a whole lot of time to go into the, the plot. plot. So, you know, I'd say we're we're about at the 20-minute mark. So all right. We, well, let's just bounce around some right. general ideas we're, here. We're, 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 we're taking the plot summary, and we're, we're just tossing it on the chair. Um, basically, okay, the whole thing is – this is the part that really struck me as weird. It kind of starts out as like a a global warming cautionary tale – you know, okay, I can see that. You know, I, I think freaking hippies, I, yeah, huh? Freaking hippies, yeah, freaking hippies thing. But I, but I think it makes fun of them at the same time. I think that's the MacGuffin that starts the plot. But okay. basically, the plot is that um, global warming, climate change, whatever the heck, weather oh, conditions, weather conditions are causing freak hurricanes, which are picking sharks up out of the water, and sharks are flying through the air and eating and attacking people. In midair. That's basically the plot. And you have Ian Ziering, who's who I got to say, in the first movie, and obviously we're not going to get a chance to get to it, but in, especially in the second movie, is freaking awesome. He he, as you as you would put it, we were talking off mic. We were talking about uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and you had made the comment it was much better than it had any right to be, okay. and. That's how I feel about Sharknado and particularly Ian Ziering. He just gives the best line readings. He he knows it's crappy dialogue mm-hmm. and, and, and a crappy little premise to the movie, but he's just got this earnestness. He's yeah, kinda. but it but it's an ironic. I mean, you you can see <laughs> him like I've got to keep a straight face through this scene. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, he he pulls it off. I'd say he does. 
Um, you know, one thing I, I wanted to mention before anything, and this actually happens in the second one, one of your favorite uh, things you mentioned are tropes. Yeah. Well, the second one, like, there's a scene at the beginning where they're on an airplane. Yeah, I, I did and, see the second and, one. And he lands the airplane. And that's just, I, I don't know what you would call this trope, but it's like the hero that can basically do everything. Yeah. I mean, he was a surfer, and now he can land an airplane. <clears throat> you know, I'll, so. I'll buy, I'll... Well, okay, that it that, advances the plot, yes. But that's actually arguably my favorite Ian Ziering line read of the entire movie is where he's talking with the tower. And he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm coming in hot." <laughs> it's like it's such an overused line, and yet, god damn, he makes that seem like a fun <laughs> little line. I don't know why. Well, um, no, the most, the most. There's just so much with both movies that is so again i saw the first one the one that we're ostensibly trying to review like months ago and i did not get around to doing a a second rewatch i i actually just finished sharknado 2 anticipating we were going to be able to do both of them so that's more fresh in my mind but you know you've got things like he's uh jumping across the backs of sharks to uh to to get to the other side of like a, a river that's appeared in downtown mm-hmm. Manhattan, he, uh, he he throws a um, or they basically throw a tank of Freon into uh, yeah they, uh, in, they, into the Sharknado to freeze it. That's how they stopped the first one. Oh, okay, again, yeah. months since I yeah. saw the first but, one, but because science, you know the whole the whole self aware thing though. You know, all right, you're talking about the whole scene on the river. Yeah. And he gets over there and his brother-in-law, I think it is. Yeah. He says, do you know what you just did? And he's like, don't say it. <laughs> you jumped the shark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. You know, the whole thing is these, they're, they're stupid. The premises really makes no sense. But they are just so much fun. It really is. And uh, <clears throat> not so much with... The first movie, but I gotta say, I loved all the cameos in the second one. And apparent there, there were actually people lining up for the cameos in the third oh, one. I would imagine because it's yeah. it's just a fun little thing. Got to, got to see Will Wheaton uh, killed, so that was a lot of fun. Because I, I can't I, remember if he got killed. Or did, did he get? Oh killed? yeah, he got got his head torn off. Okay, because I know Kelly Osborne got it. Yeah, which I, I could take or leave Kelly Osborne, yeah. but I can't stand Will Wheaton. I I he's just. The, the character that he was playing on Big Bang Theory, which they kind of retconned and said, oh, that was all... Pre-. No, that's how he is. He's he's a douche. He seriously is. And all you fans of him, please leave commentary on iTunes. I'm doing this as a challenge to see if the iTunes commentary actually works because we still have never had a single commentary <laughs> or a review. I'll be honest. I haven't <clears throat> even looked. I have. Let's it's, subscribe, uh, folks. Yeah. Although if you're listening, you probably already have. But, but yeah, you had... Uh, Judd Hirsch as a taxi driver. Love that. Mm-hmm. You had Robert Hayes as, from Airplane as yeah. the, the pilot of the plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, Kelly Osborne. There were a couple other ones in there that well, were. Well, you had not, I mean, even moving beyond that, you had uh, the Today Show cast. You know, They were basically playing themselves. Well, I understand that, but I thought it was funny that it looked like Al Roker was really getting into the spirit of the whole thing. So was Matt Lauer. Yeah. Well, Matt Lauer gets to stab a shark. I mean. Well, Matt Lauer was, uh, he was kind of, he was acting like a like a tool on there. Like he wouldn't call it the Sharknado or that. Yeah. Which, you know, which was hysterically funny to me. Absolutely. And my God, the stuff of Michael Strahan and Kelly Ripa. 
that yeah. was a little over the top, but it had me just laughing. Oh, especially you know she's sitting in her her, her high stool and the shark lands at her feet and she takes her like you know six inch heel and, and uh-huh. spikes the shark with it. Yeah, like I said, yeah. just like you said, just fun. Just uh, I there's so many moves. I think getting back to something else we were talking about uh, off mic. I think that's the real secret to um, Marvel Cinematic Universe and specifically Guardians of the Galaxy. It just doesn't take itself too seriously. A couple mm-hmm. couple neat action sequences, but for the most part, it's it's literally looks like it has a nervous tick because it's winking at the audience the mm-hmm. whole time. And here's, here's something to consider about the Sharknado movies. They are this generation's version of the Batman TV show. And the reason I say that well, is because the it, cameos. Was, it was very prestigious to have to appear in any form on the Batman TV show. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, people were lining up to want to do this, and they're doing the same thing with the Sharknado movies. Yeah, I, I can see that. It, that would, I mean, it's not necessarily a resume enhancer, but it, it's it's kind of a cross between that and uh, t- here's a weird analogy. It's kind of a cross between that and the ice bucket challenge. From like a year ago, okay. It it's it's it humanizes you as a performer, okay. Because you know there, there's lately been a lot of backlash between uh, the public and Hollywood and the music industry that they're just a bunch of overpaid snobs, which they are. But um, yeah, do, but you know what? But doing stuff like this, I think. They're taking themselves down a peg, and, and the audience is eating it up. Well, you know, to, to kind of expound upon what you're saying, you know, for every for every douchebag, arrogant actor or whatever out there, you get somebody like a Chris Pratt. And I'm going to tell you a story I heard uh, about Chris Pratt. At the end of filming Jurassic World, he had said something like, oh, yeah, you know what? I stole my Owen costume from there. Okay. Said, you stole it? He said, yeah, I stole this, so that way when I do hospital visits, I can dress as Owen when I go see the kids. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and I thought that was really cool. And they had some actual footage of him doing the raptor training thing. He's one of the people that's gotten a really good rep as far as, I mean, I Mm -hmm. I think he realizes he's not the best actor in the world. He's Mm -hmm. not the best looking in the world, but he just managed to bottle lightning as far as. Well, did you hear about the the Super Bowl bet he had with... uh, Chris Evans? I did hear about it, and I don't recall the details. I don't know who won, but the but the whole thing was the loser had to dress up in their Marvel Cinematic Universe costume oh, okay, sure. to visit with um, kids in the hospital. And I think, I don't remember who, who bet on who, but um, basically the loser got dressed up too and went and did it as okay. well. But um, one last story about Pratt, because just he just seems so normal to me um they were doing like a screening for underprivileged children Mm -hmm. of guardians of the galaxy and he was there and about halfway through the movie he slipped out the back put on a star lord outfit came in and just handed out all kinds of merchandise for kids i mean you know i i love to hear stories like that there's again when when Mm -hmm. i when i say they they are overpaid I, I'm I'm generalizing, and I apologize for those that do not fall under that. Hopefully, that number is growing. But um, yeah, I I see so many instances of. I mean, you, you had. Uh, I mean, not, I don't get into a whole 
racial conversation, but you know, like Kanye West telling everybody he's the greatest rock and roll star like ever. Of course, they they created a meme that had uh, him saying that, and then a clip of Freddie Mercury laughing at him. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but uh, welcome to Tangent Central, folks. <laughs> Come on, you know we were going to review this seriously. Yeah, but I guess it's fun, fun little movie, and um, like I said, Ian Ziering just just freaking slays the thing. And the, you know, I, I read an interview with him, and if I'm remembering correctly, it's like he can't believe how this took off in the way it was because well, you know, and it's funny because you know. Uh, the Asylum has been doing these movies mm-hmm. for, for Sci-Fi Channel for years now. Why well, did this one suddenly well, hit the zeitgeist? So uh-huh. to all right. The first showing of it, it didn't do all that well. Okay. Okay. I mean, it did okay. It did about your average. But when they repeat, when they ran a repeat, yeah, everybody started hitting Twitter and tweeting about this movie. Oh. And it just exploded. Yeah. It, it it really it, it was mm-hmm. just like and then when Sharknado two came on, I mean I, I watch a couple like one maybe two uh, things on Sci Fi and literally every ad for mm-hmm. like twenty four hours beforehand was Sharknado two is coming. They were they were having they had a little meter on on the screen countdown to Sharknado two. And I'm like that's crazy because again how of all what. Ballpark, what number uh, movie is this for Asylum doing for sci-fi? Ballpark. You know, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Got to be up in the teens, the 20s. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. But it's all all been, you know, just really hasn't clicked. Well, come on. Mecha Shark versus Sharktopus or something like that. Croxilla, I want to say. Whatever it was. I I watched it. And I, it just, the it only just one, didn't have that sense sense about it. Um, again, but the the funny thing is, it it still had the same sense of of cheesiness. Maybe it, maybe they've learned the lesson that they need to go further over the top. It didn't have that sense of fun to it. But um, Puppy Fight Club. No, that would mean there's only one of them. I never saw that movie. You didn't miss much. The book's better. Didn't look like it was in my wheelhouse, so I didn't bother. Mm. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going to say, if you haven't seen this, folks, why not? This is just. Yeah, it's it, both of them are on Netflix. They are, and um, if you got an hour and a half to kill, I mean, there's there's gore, but it's it's like cartoon gore. Yeah. It's it, if an anvil dropped on someone's head, which actually in the second movie, that, that's the part that I probably laughed at the hardest was the fact that okay, first of all, everybody's getting attacked by these sharks flying through the air. Well, they finally stop the 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 sharknado, the the storm. Well, now they everybody gets killed from the sharks actually just physically falling on them, which mm-hmm. I I laughed so hard I had to stop the movie because I'm thinking. Well, geez, we've got like fifth, like ten minutes left. I wonder what. And then I see people getting splatted all around by by uh, sharks, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's genius. Yeah, and you almost get that feeling of, look at that, 
There goes tomato. Eat little Timmy. Ate them all, all up. up. Okay. With that being said, I think it's safe to say we both would recommend this one. Absolutely. Huge thumbs up. Okay. Um, send your feedback. We gave you all the information earlier. I know that we have already scheduled what our next movie is going to be. Do you remember what it is? I do remember. This is a request from uh, a gentleman named Tony Jenko that I work with. If you're listening, Tony. But hey, right. Tony. What's up? Um, but this is a, an old favorite of his that he thought would be, in our, in our, as we say, in our wheelhouse. And it's uh, called Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. With Vincent Price. Vincent Price. How can you go wrong? I know. And Joe's out there like, again with the Vincent. <laughs> Again with the Vincent, huh? Oi, with the poodles already. <laughs> you know, I got, That's a Gilmore Girls reference. No okay. one will get that one. Okay, I got one last little tangent here. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I'm a regional manager, and there's one other regional manager in the Beats company. being a peon. Uh, well, one thing with I have great to... great power comes great responsibility. One thing I had to promise... And lots of traveling, apparently. One, one thing I had to promise my wife I would stop doing was referring to all the crews underneath me as my minions. <laughs> What's the point of doing it if you can't call them minions? Oh, speaking of... Oh, min- that'd be a deal breaker for the, me. The, the one movie theater that I do, um, the Minions movie started a couple of days ago. Okay. And they have the very large stand-up... Right. And instead of the three minions being cardboard they're like three-dimensional plastic Ooh! and i kept i kept saying i want one of those i want one of those oh absolutely and, they, and you know the one guy said well what do you want it for i said well i don't really have any place to put it but i think it would be great just to see my wife's look the look <laughs> on my wife's face nice when i walk in the door with it. oh absolutely <laughs> wow do you have a shot at it no no oh. not a shot but you know i just I mean, I do got the two little minions up there, but... Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, right next to, of all things, the Sharknado. Yes. Oh. See how that works out. Okay. Well, before we say goodbye, um, I actually had somebody ask, the music that we play in the beginning... Okay. Uh, with all the Godzilla roars and that, right. they were wondering what it was and ah. what, what the song sounded like. Well, the name, of the, the name of the song is Silent Movies by Mad Professor. Mm-hmm. And I believe spelled P E R F E S S O R. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to do is after we after we uh, have our end credits on here, if I can find where I put where I put the file, I'll play it at the end there for you, folks. So okay. You can hear the whole thing. Yeah, a Cleveland classic. They used to play it uh, at the beginning of uh, the Ghoul. I think mm-hmm. I think originally it originally Gilardi. Originally starting with Gilardi. And it's actually not uh, from Cleveland. It's just one of those things that became a very Cleveland it, thing. Yeah, it got adopted, and mm-hmm. that was it. But uh, yeah, okay. And with all that being said, this is D Dub and Stratosphere saying, "Go watch a B movie." And why? Because these Sharknados aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> there you go. Bye, folks. Later, kids. <laughs> Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Lights out. And now the movies, folks.
Thank you.